This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. It is the last day of September as we head into week four and uh, some troubling news, not surprising news though, Matt Berteram, as we look around the NFL and we've got a COVID situation that really everybody predicted uh, but uh, we're, we have a suspended game with the Titans and the Steelers. Maybe they'll play it on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, it's now nine people on the Titans, three players, or now four players, I think. Four, enough, players. four yeah. players. And personnel have tested positive. Uh, no one is, should, should be surprised by this, and I'm not exactly sure what the right way forward is, uh, but I would say being extremely cautious is the, should be the plan here because I'm still worried that you're going to get situations from the Falcons and the Bears game where you had one player testing positive and, and people are going to test later. Uh, this is a little – this is our first kind of tipping point for the season. It is, but I agree with you. It's not surprising. And when people act like it's the end of the world, I don't understand why. Like, did you think you were going through the whole year not having the COVID situation? It's just unreasonable. Baseball's in the playoffs right now. Baseball had a, had a handful. Now, baseball, of course, you can play doubleheaders. I get it. It's different. But I think if you're the NFL, listen, they're doing the right thing, right? They're testing like crazy. If, if they can get these, you know, let's say it's these nine players in the Titans. If they can get that hammered down, or not, not nine players, uh, nine, nine members, four players, if they can get that hammered down, then I think you can just say, look, okay, you guys are going to quarantine. You're not going to be anywhere near the facility. We're going to basically clean the facility from floor to ceiling. Uh, we're going to then come back, and we're going to be able to play the game, and you're just not going to have those four players. Whoever they are, they're not going to be able to play in the game. And that stinks well, if you're Tennessee, but that's reality. So one of them, though, is so is their nose tackle, Daquan Jones, who played 51 snaps. So you're – okay, so you're a nose tackle. You're in the middle of literally everything. You're telling me that no Minnesota Viking to this point, by the way, none have, but I just refuse to believe that no one's going to nah, test positive. See, you and I feel different on that. Look, man, I, mean, I, have, I have a buddy who got COVID and is, has a living girlfriend. She never got it. I mean, you, you're not going to be any closer to the person than that for That's, weeks on end. That seems very rare, but okay. Uh, I'm willing to be up to it. happens. It does yeah. happen. I mean, look, I, you know, listen, I think for the NFL, you need to just power through it. I'm not saying be reckless, but I think you need to understand that it's going to happen sometimes. You need to basically tell these guys who have it, you can't come to the facility unless you have two consecutive days of, of negative tests. Um, and, and reinforce, and the NFL's already done this by sending out a memo on, on Wednesday morning. Reinforce it. You have to be smart about this. You have to stay out of situations where you could you know, be at a higher likelihood to contract COVID. But ultimately, look, if the Vikings don't have any positive tests here the next couple of days, and it's good news they haven't so far, they're playing against Houston. Like, there's no reason not to. And sure. if you're Tennessee, it stinks that you're going to miss some guys. But you know what? 2020 is not fair. It's not been fair for anybody. It's not going to be fair now. If, 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 you know, they, they were missing four starters in this game. Well, that stinks. But you know what? That's the reality. So I think if you, I think you're looking to play Monday or Tuesday, which the NFL has already come out and said, and then yeah, you know what? It sucks. Those teams are going to be on short weeks the following week. That's the way it goes. It's just the way it's going to be this year in the NFL. Just for some bookkeeping here, and agree. Uh, listen, life is not fair. Period. Let alone in 2020. But so this is what they're doing. If people have missed it, the the NFL, the Players Association, they agreed on this. They're testing six days a week. They don't test on Sunday, but they test every other day. Right. And if there's 
Yes, they're even working on testing on Sunday if somebody had tested positive. But so that but that's the plan. And the other thing they're doing, which I think is kind of interesting, you know, you've, if you're not playing, you got to wear your mask. The NFL is now fine coaches up. Uh, they're at $1.75 million in fines for violating the mask policy on the sidelines. So they're trying to be as do the right thing as possible or else we're going to ding your wallet in a big time way. And coaches make a lot of money, but they don't make as much as the star quarterback. So, I mean, that's a lot of dough right there. It is a lot. It is. And they've been fine. They've also been fine the organizations. And if your boss gets fined for something you did, that's not going to go over well. So look, I, the NFL's not playing around. This is $15 billion are going to gross this year. They're not, they're not in the business of screwing around with $15 billion. Believe me, they're going to play these games, and they're not going to let anybody stand in the way, whether it's a coach not wearing a mask. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. It's a guy on the Titans getting COVID. Believe me, money talks in every walk of life, and they know that they cannot afford to have any kind of an outbreak. So... I do not expect this to be a pattern. I really don't. I, I think I think you're going to see this get shut down fairly quickly here, and these teams are going to double their efforts to make sure they don't have an outbreak. Let, let me just call it the hypocrisy, though, for one second. So the officiating crew that worked the Minnesota game uh, against the Titans, they were also subject to additional testing, and they're not working this week. So, hey, you guys were on the field, but by the way, you're an official, so you're not that essential, so we can move you off. Right? It's a t- well, I, know you, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but there's, there's also, you know, you always have replacement crew standing by in case something happens. Listen, you don't have a replacement team. You can't, right? call, you can't call Vanderbilt to play this weekend. So I know, I, I know what you're driving at. But ultimately, look, I'm not sitting here saying, I'm not one of these, these dopes who thinks that, you know, we should all walk around and act like it doesn't exist and, and puff our chests out and, and you know, basically – just refuse to acknowledge that the situation is happening. But at the same point, I do think if you are going to play the season and you're going to be involved in the season as a coach, as a player, as an official, you're, you're signing on knowing what the risks are. And you're also signing on knowing that this year is going to be a little bit of a crap fest in that regard. It's just going to be. So, listen, I don't have a problem with the way the NFL is handling it. I think they've done a nice job. I expect that they're going to play this game Monday or Tuesday night. And I think you move on. I, I, I do. I'll, I'll go on the record as saying that I bet the game gets postponed past Monday or Tuesday, that more positive tests are going to come out. Uh, but I, I also will be on record that the season's not over. They'll, everything's going to get back to some level of norm, normalcy, if you will. Uh, and, look, uh, they're doing the best they can. I'll, I'll give them – you're testing six days a week. They're spending a ton of dough. Guys are taking this, I would say, extremely seriously, especially uh, – I know they are in Chicago. I mean, Matt Nagy says he feels uncomfortable. He's not wearing his mask, the Bears head coach. So, you know, listen, they have kept – the reinforcement of what needs to be going on has been going on. But let, let's get back on the field here, Matt Ferdinand. Your huge win for your Chiefs on Monday night. 
They looked at Baltimore and they said, you are Baltimore. We are Kansas City. We have Patrick Mahomes. You have Lamar Jackson. We know how to scheme for Lamar better than anyone else. And the Chiefs, I think, clearly restamped themselves as the best team in the NFL. I was surprised at how easily Kansas City dispatched them. I, I really was. I thought it would be a really good game. I even picked the Ravens at a close one. I thought the Ravens would just come out more emotionally ready. But I got to say, I was happy for two reasons. A, I'm a Chief fan, so I was happy they won. B, I was happy because what I thought the Chiefs would do if they were going to win the game is exactly what they did. The Ravens brought a ton of pressure like they always do, and the Chiefs just killed them on it. They, they had every blitz beater in the world on that play sheet that night. And the other thing they did defensively, which I thought they might do, and they did, they packed the middle of the field and made Jackson try to throw outside the numbers, and he just couldn't do it. They, they basically said, you're going to beat us? Cool. You're going to throw to Willie Sneed all game. You're going you're gonna to throw to Devin DuVernay and Marquise Brown. You're not getting the ball to Mark Andrews. Go ahead and beat us. And he couldn't do it. Now, now there were a few drops in the game, yes. Uh, I don't think it by any means changed the outcome. I'll tell you what. The Ravens are lucky that game wasn't worse. I mean, they had a kickoff return for a touchdown. Butker missed two kicks. Like, that game, that game could have been a 30-point game. Really could have been. Yeah, and they, it, I was just, like, distantly watching it because we were doing our, our break the fast, uh, Yom Kippur, Hampton OB, Bears postgame show. But I was watching Dan Hampton watch the game as he's doing the show, and he just kept shaking his head. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Like, just could not – the guys, he, we named three people on the show because I brought up Gail Sayers, who passed away, RIP, one of the greatest running backs in the history of the league, youngest player in the NFL, in NFL history to make the Hall of Fame at 34. And he's like, you know, there's just three guys like that, that just their talents were just so damn supreme. Gail, Dan Marino, when he showed up, because no one's throwing the football like Dan Marino. He does not get enough credit in this, in my opinion. And, and then he named Patrick Mahomes, for the record. Sayers, Marino, Mahomes. Not a bad combo right there. No. Look, they, they, they destroyed Baltimore. And that game, that wasn't one of those games where you kind of walked away saying, well, you know, they won, but it's kind of wonky. They, they lit them up. That was one of the more impressive performances I've ever seen the Chiefs put on the field. And it didn't feel like it was fluky. It felt like if they played them again next week, they could do the same thing. I mean, they, look, the biggest problem the Ravens have the styles make fights in the NFL, and the, the, the two style it's just a horrible matchup for Baltimore. They want to get ahead and run the ball and blitz like crazy. And against the Chiefs, you're not going to get far ahead, and you're not going to be able to just run the ball forever. And, and more importantly, you cannot blitz them. And Baltimore, that's what they want to do. They blitz more than any team in football. And the Chiefs just destroyed them in that game. And oh, by the way, Petty Patrick Mahomes is the best Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Counting to four for that whole, he was the fourth player on the NFL Top 100. Like, that's a real thing with him. I mean, he, he was unbelievable in that game. Did it in Chicago with the 10. I, I, I love Petty Pat Mahomes. I'm, 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 I'm all in. Give me the toughest challenge for the Chiefs now in the AFC. I assume you're taking the Ravens off the board. Well, I still think the Ravens are a threat, but I've said all, all year, I think the biggest threat to them is Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh can get pressure with four. And they don't have to. Now, now, the Steelers are a very big blitz team. They are. But they don't have to be. So, I think against the Chiefs, they wouldn't be a big blitz team. If they are, the Chiefs would kill them, too. Um, I think the Chiefs would beat them. But I think the Steelers are the type of team that could give the Chiefs some problems. They've got a really good offensive line. They can run the ball. Ben can make some throws when he has to, even at this age and this part of his career. 
So I think Pittsburgh, I'll tell you right now, uh, I, I don't think I don't think there's anybody else in the AFC, as long as the Chiefs are healthy, they could even touch them. I don't. I, I respect Neither Buffalo, I. Tennessee, Indianapolis. No, they have no shot. They have no shot if Kansas City is playing well and they're healthy. It might be Buffalo. Go Josh Allen. We'll get to him in a second. But uh, let's he's look at the He's a wild card. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, you know, he, is, he is a wild card. That's a different animal going on there, and that was even though they blew a huge lead, he came through when they needed it. So, congrats to the Bills again, the undefeated Bills. Uh, let's look at the Saints, who was a great game with Green Bay, but you lose at home. You're one and two. People are wor- people are starting to ask the question: Have actually been really since week one? Are the Saints in trouble or and or done? Where are you at on this? I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, and I'm in I'm in the camp of they're in trouble. They're not done. They're not done, but they're in trouble because Breeze looks awful. I mean, at some point, man, you got to throw the ball for five yards. Every pass is just this little dump off to a crossing route or to Kamara. Teams are eventually just going to say, okay, we're putting eight guys in the box. Beat us. Beat us over the top. I know they don't have Michael Thomas. I get that. But Michael Thomas isn't a deep ball receiver. He's a possession receiver. Like they, Emmanuel Sanders is a deep ball receiver. That's why they brought him in. Emmanuel Sanders has basically been a hood ornament this entire season. It's, it's concerning, too, because that is a very good conference. And the Buccaneers are looking like a very good team. I know they beat the Bucs, but the Bucs have played well the last couple of weeks. I expect them to play well this week. I think the Saints are in real trouble. I'm not saying I think the Saints are going to go 6-10, and 10, but I'm talking like, you know, by a Super Bowl aspiration type thing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they do not look right now like a top three or four team in the NFC. Yeah, let, let's look ahead to week four here. And by the way, thank you for checking out Stack in the Box. We really appreciate when you give us a rating uh, and say how much you love Stack in the Box and tell all your friends and tell them to do the same thing. Thank you oh so much as we look at week four. And you're asking me, Matt Verderam, what uh, game I'm looking most forward to this week. I'll give you two. Uh, one, I am interested in what happens with the Chiefs and New England. If New England can actually be competitive with Cam on the road, the road in 2020 let's get, make sure I say that every time but I am interested in that game but I'm the game I'm most interested in and yes I'm a homer on this one but I'm interested in the Bears and the Colts Indy's defense has been great Nick Foles is now in are the Bears actually officially a different team I think we'll get a pretty good answer to that this week and Foles is still learning the offense but I think that's the best game of the week and and uh Indy's favored in Chicago which is interesting yeah well listen I I'm with you that, that's an interesting game uh We'll talk about the Pats and Chiefs here in a little bit, so I won't, I won't get too into that. Uh, although I, I will say I do think that's honestly the most interesting game of the week. Um, the Bills and the Raiders, to me, is an interesting game. Yep. Because Buffalo goes on the road here, cross country. The Raiders come off a loss to the, to the Pats, where they actually had a lot of opportunities to win that game, and they let them slip through their fingers, and then the Pats put them away late. Buffalo's 3-0, had one of the weirdest wins I've ever seen against the Rams last week. Um, if the Bills win this game, and frankly, I think they should, they're sitting at 4-0, and they're looking really strong. And the Pats could lose this week. All of a sudden, they'd be up two games at the division. Things are rolling. But if the Raiders win the game, then they're 3-1, and one, and they've beaten the Bills and the Saints, and they hung with the Pats. I don't think they're going to be challenging the Chiefs by any stretch in the West, but I do think all of a sudden you'd have to at least cons- Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. 
Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Consider that maybe, okay, they better than we thought. I know you've been high on the Raiders all offseason. So that would that is an interesting game. Now, if the, if the Bills go in there and club the Raiders, then I think, okay, the Raiders are kind of what I thought they were, which is a team that has some talent, but they're really not going to be good teams. So I'm very fascinated to see how that plays out. Yeah, I love that one too. And I'm kind of slightly surprised that my Raiders optimism is at least showing up early here to be somewhat somewhat correct, damn it. Uh, All right, into the future we go. And I love this one that you put on the rundown today. And you're going to make a case that the Houston Texans are not actually dead because that division they play in is is awful. So make your case that the Texans are going to do something this year. Okay, so I cannot believe – I'm going to even go to bat for Bill O'Brien in any way, shape, or form. But here's what I'm thinking. They're 0-3. They lost to the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Two of those games are on the road. That is an impossible slate. I would argue that any team in the NFL would have a good shot at being 0-3 after those three games. So I'm not that worried in that sense. However, the real reason I'm more optimistic than ever is they get the Vikings this week, assuming they play the game. The Vikings are beyond a disaster right now. They play in a division where they could win any game they play in the division, right? Like right, they might be underdogs at India, Tennessee, but they could win those games. It would be shocking if they won those games. So, I think you've got to feel to some degree like, okay. I mean, they, they they still have Cleveland and Cincinnati. Those are winnable games. They don't play a lot of hard teams going far. I mean, I would argue that the best team they have left on their schedule is Green Bay, uh, and and they also do play New England. So I would say those are the two games, right? They're probably not going 11-5. and five. I don't think they're going to rally out of that. Although, keep in mind, a couple of years ago, they were 0-3, and I believe they did go 11-5 and five, made the playoffs. I think the Texans are still in the hunt to either win the division at 9-7 and seven or, or go you know 9-7 and seven to make the, a wild card. Uh, they'll get thrashed by a good team, but I, I do think they're alive. I think you're on some level of drugs this morning. I can't believe it. I, I really enjoy this out of you, Verderam. I wish I was after what happened last night. Yeah, well, that was... Uh, God almighty, somebody just give me an entire bottle of scotch, shut off the lights, and just call it a night. Yeah, it's... Uh, the fact that it's been lumped into that they're both in this realm when it's not just one guy is is really disappointing. But at any rate, we don't need to go down that road. It's I, like I, somebody getting hit by a car when they're crossing the street, and then and then the cops show up and arrest both people. Yeah, well, I, I thought that the president of the United States had an incredible night, and uh, the, the the guy on on the left just is not a good debater, and might as well not show up again because that you're not going to do yourself any favors. Agree. That's that's kind of how I saw it. But uh, at any rate, thoughts um, on the taxes and why I'm on drugs. So, well, look, I don't know if they're beating Minnesota this week for one. Like I. I there's that. They got, I don't like them against the Titans. I don't like them against the Bears. I don't like them against Green Bay. I don't love them against Indy. I don't like them against New England. I think it's going to be a real rough year for New, uh, Houston. I think they're going to finish exactly where they're at, at at the bottom. But I'm willing to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I'd way rather see Deshaun Watson in the playoffs than not in the playoffs. So there's that's my look at the Texans. Um, but let's go to... Let's go to that guy in the in New York, and I think I did pick the Jets to uh, cover this week, which didn't quite work out. Did they <laughs> pick them to win? Did I say win? Yeah. Somebody delete that podcast. Uh, so they're playing Denver. They're both zero and three. It's Thursday night football. 
you're wondering if it's going to be all over for Adam Gase. I know you would fire him. I don't think they're going to fire him, uh, even at 0-4. And, and he's sticking with his guy, Sam Darnold, just got, needs a little more time here to figure it all out. But you're, you want to make a case that it's going to be all over after Thursday? I, I really do. I really I, – and I know I've been I, – I keep saying that I'm not the person that would fire a coach in September, and then I keep also saying that I would fire him immediately. But I do think this, this actually presents a unique opportunity. Man, they lose to Brett Ripien at home. Get out. Get out. Get out now. And frankly, the fact they play on Thursday night helps the idea of firing him because it gives them an extra, you know, three, four that's days. That's true. And, and they could just make Greg Williams interim. And I think that's what they do. And I, I, got, and, and look, I don't care what you think of Greg Williams. Look, Greg Williams is not going to be the head coach anyway after the season. He is, he is a better coach than Adam Gase. Adam Gase is a disaster. Like, I was a kid living in New York. Obviously, he was a chief fan even then, didn't care about the Jets. But I remember the Richie Kotite era. <laughs> I, I love Richie Kotite. I actually went to a game when they, they had Richie Kotite as the head coach. They lost to the Rams. Uh, Chris Miller, big, big game by Troy Drayton, the tight end. Uh, it's over. Like, it's already over. But if you lose to Brett Ripien and the Broncos, who, look, the Broncos, are, I hope, coming into this year. My God, they, they are decimated. You lose to them, turn it all off. Turn it off. Get out. I do. I think if he loses this game, I think he's not. That, that would be uh, an interesting moment in a 2020 pandemic week four. You're out, Adam Gase. Uh, give me your upset alert for this weekend as we look at week four. Dallas. They're, uh, I believe, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Browns. I don't love the Browns by any stretch. In fact, Baker Mayfield, to me, has only confirmed that he's not good this year. But Dallas is awful defensively. Awful. They cannot get off the field. Seattle went up and down the field the entire game. They, they, uh, they gave up a million points to Atlanta. They only won because of the Falcons and the Falcons. Uh, the Rams went up and down the field. But Cleveland is not a great team. They're a decent team, and they've got a million weapons. Chubb and Hunt in the backfield, and Joe Coon Hooper tight end, Beckham and Landry on the outside. I mean, they're, they're going to score points unless Mayfield completely falls apart in that game. I don't know that I, I, I believe Dallas loses, but when I looked at the slate, I thought that that was the team that if I had to pick, I thought they were the ones most likely to get upset. If I had to go secondly, I would say Indianapolis and Chicago. All right, I'm taking the Chargers, Verderam. Yeah. Less, less turnover week for the Chargers. The Bucks are playing a little over their head right now, perhaps. I, I, if I had to pick a, a decent-sized upset, I will take the Chargers to do it in Tampa Bay and stop Tom Brady and company from being 3-1. and one. By the way, I don't want to see that happen, the Brady story. I want to see it keep going. Uh, but as I'm looking at the slate here, I'm kind of interested, by the way, if Washington can actually uh, maybe – hit on a Baltimore team that's licking their wounds right now and maybe not as motivated to come back and play. Uh, that's, that's kind of an interesting game to me, and the Ravens are a heavy two-touchdown favorite here, 13 points to be exact. Yeah. Uh, Here's so that, that's, I mean, that's a big-time line. I wonder if, if, the, if the Washington football team, I almost did it, uh, could be competitive in that game and at least at, at bare minimum cover. Right now, your best team in the NFC, I, I think you're going with Green Bay. Is that right? Yeah, I am. Uh, look, I, I, I think uh, I'll say this. I got a buddy back home who we always joke about football, talk about football, and we always, would, whenever the Packers would come up, it would always come down to this question: Is the pack back or is the pack whack? Pack is back. <laughs> pack is back. I, I think they're playing really good ball. The defense isn't great, but it's it's solid. It's fine. It's not bad. They're going to get Kenny Clark back maybe this week. He's a huge addition to them. Um, and they got those edge rushers, the Smith brothers. So I, I like them a lot. Offensively, 
I do worry about the lack of weapons. And Devontae Adams always seems to be hurt for some stretch of the season. He's hurt right now. Man, Rodgers is playing great ball. Great ball. And you know what? And I believe this is important. He looks like he's having a lot of fun. He looks like he's enjoying it. Maybe in an odd way, the Jordan Love thing kind of freed him up a little bit. Like, all right, you guys think I'm done? Cool. Here, watch this. We're going to have some fun with this. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know him personally. I don't pretend to. But it, it, it seems to me that he's really enjoying himself. They look great. I, I, Seattle's a 1A for me, but, man, Seattle has no defense. Like, at some point, that's coming home to roost. They can't stop anybody. You're not going to win a Super Bowl playing like that. Believe me, I'm a Chief fan from 2018. I watched it. And at some point, you're going to have to get off the field, and they're, they're just, they cannot do it. Yeah, it's concerning, and I, I'm still going to take the Seahawks because when I, you look at their schedule, Seattle could easily finish 13-3, and 14-2. and two. There are a lot division, of – man. A lot of wins out there, though, man. They're the, they got the Dolphins this week, the Vikings. I mean, I, the Cardinals, I, if, sure. That, that's, and, the, and the 49ers have looked a whole lot better as well. And they got to go to Buffalo. So there's that. But, I mean, you got the Eagles. You got, they got the whole NFC East. You got the Eagles. You got the Giants. You got right. Washington. Oh, I, I'm not arguing that. They'll, they'll clean up there. Yeah. So, and, I mean, look, uh, he's got 14 touchdown passes, Russell Wilson, already. <sighs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, Unbelievable. A record through three weeks. Yeah. And, and some of the throws are just like, this guy just is what he's – is he getting better? I mean, it's pretty incredible. Well, they finally let him throw the ball. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine it's, it's, all those years you're in Seattle and you've been like, hey, you know what we need to do? Let's give Rashad Penny the ball. I mean, <laughs> it's unwritten. Now, he's been great. He's I, yeah. I, clearly the MVP of the league through three weeks. Yep, yep, yep. So, I it's a, it's a coin flip there. And Green Bay, so I like Green Bay a lot, and I, I – you know, I've been on this podcast a zillion times saying that I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers get one more because I feel like he deserves it. So maybe this will be the year for the pack. We'll see. Uh, but just, you know, let, let's get, give Seattle some love on that NFC uh, best team. We're going to put our bets down right now. Place your bets. We've got four games for you. The Chargers at the Bucks. I already took the Chargers minus the seven and a half. Where are you going on that one, Matt? Uh, I, I also like the Chargers to cover. I like the Bucks to win. I, I think it's about a touchdown. I like the hook there, the point, half point, I think matters. They don't have Ingram, which worries me because I think you got to get pressure quickly on Brady, but they, you know, the, the Bucks don't have Godwin. Um, and the Chargers can cover the Chargers. Now they don't have Chris Harris either who hurt his ankle, but they, even without him, they have Desmond King, they have Casey Hayward. Like the Chargers have real guys on that team. Um, I think they will cover the spread. I, I am a little worried, Herbert, against that defense. That defense underrated now. They're good defense. They're good, good defense. But I, I think it's a low score. I think it's like a 24-17 type game. Chiefs at Pats. Chiefs at home. Uh, Chiefs at seven. Chiefs. Uh, right. Well, Pats at Chiefs. I was just saying yes. Chiefs and. Uh, but, yes, the Patriots at, at, at Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs are seven-point favorite. I hope they absolutely kill them. Uh, so, I'm going to take Kansas City. But I am interested here, like – New England, are you really going to do this on the, uh, at at KC with Cam and everything? That would be that would be a statement moment for uh, Bill Belichick and company. So the Chiefs in the regular season, the last three times they've played New England, they've covered each time, and all those games were in New England. So Andy Reid has always been good against Belichick. Oh, even that AFC title game they lost, they scored thirty-one points. I mean, it was more of a defensive collapse. The problem with the Pats for me in this game. They don't have big vertical weapons, so they're going to have to move the ball slowly. Now, they can run the ball, and the Chiefs struggle with that sometimes. So th that is the hope there if you're a Pats fan is that they can just run you to death, keep Mahomes off the field. But Spagnuolo is not Bob Sutton. 
and the Chiefs are going to pack the box and be like, go ahead, run into eight guys. We're not the Raiders. We can actually play some semblance of defense. I, I like the Chiefs to cover in this game. The Pats do not have a great pass rush. They're the slowest front seven in football. They've actually struggled on the back end despite having a lot of talent this year. I, th- I think the Chiefs win by you know 10 points. I think it's a 30-20 to 20 type game. All right, so we both have Kansas City. I'm taking the Raiders, uh, Buffalo on the road at Las Vegas. Josh Allen's going to get lost in a casino and get suspended for the rest of the season. Okay, wow. That's not going to happen. Uh, but it's aggressive. That's a, that is a tough road trip in COVID. Go to Vegas. <laughs> don't do anything. Putting you guys up at the Palm. Don't leave it's, the room. You're, have a nice you're, time. Yeah. Don't go down to the Strip. Don't even look at a slab machine. I know you want to go play poker. Ain't happening, buddy. In your room. That sucks. Uh, but, hey, eyes on the prize. Was always so you have the gamble. Raiders. I got the Raiders, yes. All right, so I, I will take the Bills here. I think the Bills are playing very good football, even uh, although inconsistent football at times. But when they've been good, they've been really good. I'm also worried about the Raiders. They're missing guys. Incognito's out for this game. He's on IR. Henry Ruggs is not, doesn't look like he's going to play. Brian Edwards is not playing with the ankle injury. And, and Derek Carr is just captain check that. Every, I couldn't believe that. I want to give Steven Ruiz credit over at, I believe, for the win. Uh, did, a, did a breakdown of how the Pats defended the Raiders. And they did something I've never seen, which is not shocking, I guess, with Belichick. They double-teamed the checkdowns. They essentially told Derek Carr, that's great, man, throw the ball out of field. <laughs> like, that's the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. They took away, like, the running backs. It was unbelievable. So, so I love that, too, because some, some like, okay, Patrick Mahomes, you want to do the checkdown game all day? Well, we're, we're going to let you have it. Right, we, right. And there's a million guys, uh, by the way, that uh, – do the check down game and yes. when you okay you you're great from the 30 to the 30 but once you get there well now what it, which that's, is why <laughs> that's the thing you, you hit it right in the head man that's the thing you know it's all fine and well that you check down all game until you get to the red zone <laughs> and it gets tighter and those check downs aren't as open and you're not willing to fit the ball in on a corner out and then you're kicking field goals Stop. And then you're losing. And then, it's and then right. And then you go home because you right. scored 16 points. You had 400 yeah. yards and scored 16 points. Or then you get Nick Fold. Nick Foles. See you later there, Matt uh, Mitchell Trubisky. All right. Last one. Green Bay at home, a seven and a half point favorite against the winless Falcons. Wow. That's an interesting one. Where are you going? Go pack. Go pack. I, the Falcons are cooked, man. And I know why the line's that low because, you know, they've scored a bunch of points. And they've, they've kept the scores close in, in two games where they obviously gave it away. I, like, this game screams to me that this is where Atlanta just falls to 10. They've now blown two of these games. Man, I, the Packers are at home. Might be getting Adams back. I think the Packers destroy them in this game. See, that line to me just... Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. That is my standard contrarian pops off the page line. So like the based on the last week. You right. That stuff? was that that well that that was more 
I was looking don't for something. Don't defend what you did. That was I, a horrible pick. I don't think I said contrarian. I think I just said, why the hell not? Which this one is more contrarian, which is a terrible reason as well. But I'll take Atlanta based on way, nothing. Yes. If, you, if you're a betting man, okay, here's, here's an idea for you. Uh, tease the Chiefs with the Packers. And you get it down to Chiefs one, Packers one and a half. So essentially, you pick them. It's a good, might be a good way yeah. to go. All right. A little, little, little tease action. I like Verderam moving into the gambling space with authority. Uh, let's do quickly. Let's go through our inner outs. The Chiefs will, in, will win at least 14 games. 14. They're 3-0. and In or out? Uh, it's, a, it's a huge number. Uh, yeah. But I'm actually going to say in. I wow. think they're gonna, because I think they're going to win 14 games. I do. Now, of course, that's health permitting. I mean, if they get a bunch of injuries, you know, things change. Uh, who are they losing to? I mean, I, they'll probably lose some game they shouldn't because every team does. And then maybe at New England, or at New Orleans, at Tampa, at Buffalo, like maybe one of those games they get tripped up. You know, I, I just – the reason being, look, they okay, so they've got the Panthers, Falcons, the Jets, and the Dolphins this year. Three of those games are at home. Dolphins are on the road. They're winning those games. They play five more games in the division. The hardest game in the division was at the Chargers. That's already done. They won that game. I think they're winning all those games in the division. They, they are like 29-2 and two in the division in the last 31 games. Um, the other four games left on the schedule are the Pats and those three games I just mentioned on the road with Buffalo, Tampa, and, and New Orleans. If they're healthy, like they essentially just have to split those games and they're 14-2. and two. I, I got to say, I, 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 I know it's a tall order. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to win 14 games. Why the hell not? Let's go 16-0. and 0. I'm in with you. Although, if I was going to make the argument of which three games they will lose, I'll, I'll – I'll, uh, it's just hard to even say it. But I guess we'll take Buffalo on a Sunday uh, – Thursday night, rather. Thursday night, yep. Yeah, yeah. and then I would, I would say that uh, let, let the two old men get Mahomes in miracles. Tampa and New Orleans gets them. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's that, that let me ask my... you real quick before we move on. Do you yeah. think in any of those games right now, if you made the are they an underdog in any of those games? No, do I don't you, think they are. I don't think they are either. I think they're yeah. favored even in Tampa or New Orleans. Oh, for sure. I uh, no question. At least by I would say three, not even one or two. Um, when the Saint by that point in the season, who knows where the Saints are going to be at? Uh, you know that game's not. Not it's week tomorrow. 15, it's, it's, yeah, week, week 15. They, New Orleans could be legit done. Um, or roll in New Orleans. That would be if New Orleans was rolling at that point. But I don't know. Like, Drew Brees is just going to come back and find it here because training camp was shortened and he's going to get stronger and stronger. Right. I don't know. That's, 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 that's a hard one. All right. Indianapolis, not Tennessee, is the best team in the AFC South. In or out? Uh, I am in by the, skinnest, uh, the slimmest of margins. I. I'm worried with Tennessee that they've barely beaten Denver, Jacksonville, and Minnesota. Like, six points, really? Like, that's how much you had scored that, those three teams by? Those teams were awful. Uh, I, I am, the reason I say the slimmest of margins is Rivers scares the absolute hell out of me. Just does. Like, the problem with Indianapolis is they're going to lose a couple games they shouldn't lose. They already lost one to Jacksonville because Rivers will just throw three picks. Like, that's what happens. That's why he's Rivers. Um, I kind of think they might lose in Chicago this week, to be honest with you. I do. I, I think the Bears are going to give him a problem in this game. Um, but I like Indy. I like Indy. I think they're both like 10 and 6, 9 and 7 type teams. But I, I like Indy by, by a slim, slim margin, if for no other reason, uh, because I think defensively they're playing much better this year. 
the Bears defense looked really good against Atlanta, especially as the game wore on. I mean, I know they gave up enough points that it makes it look like they weren't, but they were getting to the quarterback in ways that I haven't seen since 2018. So I, I do like the Bears against the Colts this week. And I'm in on Tennessee. I think that that, that is a team that is continuing to be slept on here, even at 3-0. and And I don't know. People, people don't want to buy into the Titans. I, I don't really want to do it either. But against the Colts, I'll take, a, I'll, I'll take Tennessee. Uh, Lamar Jackson, top five quarterback in the NFL, in or out. I'm most definitely in on this. Are you going to make an argument that you're out? No, I'm not. I'm in. I'm in. But I, I've seen the argument made elsewhere. I, like I, I'll, I'll rank him right now. Uh, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world. Uh, I, Wilson's no. a close second. Wilson's been ridiculous. And then I would take Rodgers third. Me too. Yep. I'd take Watson fourth. I'd take Jackson fifth. Yeah, I... I that's fair. Well, uh, I guess uh, my, my reasoning, by the way, with Watson, he is on such a horrendous team. Like, if you put Watson on a real NFL team, I think I think he would be ridiculous. Like, he's great, and he's on that team with I, that I, coach. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm just thinking, for one game, would I? Was there anybody that I would take just for one game? Just that level of argument. Well, and that's my any- that's my thought process. By the way, it's like if I was in the Super Bowl, who would I take? Right, and I, I think Lamar is fifth. I mean, who am, am I really gonna? Am I gonna bump up and say who? Josh mm-hmm. Allen, Matthew right. Stafford. I mean, can't do it. Can't you do know, it. Goff, not, Burrow, I mean, Breeze, Brady, Roethlisberger. At this point, no, can't like, do it. It's not gonna do it. The only thing I'll say that does concern me with Jackson at some some point here, he's got to throw the ball better outside. Like the Chiefs just dared him all night to do it, and he just couldn't do it. I, now, part of that is their receivers aren't great. But, you know, I'm not going to be one of these people who says, well, all he can do is run. He's a decent thrower of the ball. He is. Um, but part of, yes, part of what makes him a great quarterback is he's so damn hard to defend. Like, that that matters. So, he's top five for me, but he is five. He's five. Let's go to our final in or out, and that is the Rams – are a real challenger in the NFC race here. Uh, okay, let's Verderam, where are you at on that? I am I am out. Uh, <laughs> but I've seen a handful of people who I respect actually think that they're gonna represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And I so I I thought about maybe I'm I'm off the mark here. That's why I threw this on the, the docket. Um I think they're good. I think they're a playoff team. I do, but I I don't see them in the same way as I see Green Bay, Seattle. Tampa, um, you know, if New Orleans gets right, New Orleans. I see them more on that that next tier. Um, you know, if Dallas can kind of get it together, uh, you know, if Arizona really steps up, you know, Chicago, if, if Foles plays well, I see them on that tier, not necessarily the top tier. I've certainly been impressed by the first three weeks. I mean, they beat Dallas, they crushed the Eagles, and as ugly as it was in Buffalo, I mean, they came roaring back, which gives you – Yep. Some level of confidence that even when they're down, they can make a run. Goff's played well. Uh, and to me, right now, the NFC's wide open. So I, I, I'll throw the Rams in the mix. Why not? So I am I am in. Uh, wrap it up here, Matt Furram. Again, thank you so much for listening to Stack in the Box. We love when you give a rating. It makes our day. And we thank you so much. Uh, anything special going on in, in Verderam land? No, but I, I, you know, I, I've got thoughts on one topic that I, I have to get out there. You know, I live in a neighborhood where 
everybody's pretty much right next to each other. I mean, it's very nice, very quaint, very, very quiet, safe, whatever. The point, the point I'm driving at is people are really, really, really intense about making sure their lawn looks great. God forbid there's one blade of grass they miss when they cut the lawn. They go out there with a pair of scissors, okay, and a level. It's incredible. Um, and I've noticed now with the leaves falling that you get these people that come out and they, they rake up or they have, you know, a lawn service come out or everybody's raking up. Get rid of your rakes, get your lawn mower, and mow the damn lawn. Let me tell you something. That's the best lawn mower there. That's the best rake that there is, is a lawn mower. In fact, I'm going to coin my own little, you know, he who has lawnmower has best rake. Like, <laughs> why are you sitting out there raking, getting, getting blisters on your hands, raking for four hours when the wind's just going to screw it up anyway, when you can just go out there with, with your lawnmower and just do the whole damn thing in an hour? You get every single leaf. I do not understand this. I do not. And my dad does this. I know the old man's listening, by the way. Dad, put down the damn rake and just mow the lawn. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's not lazy. It's the right thing to do. So hold on a second. You're mowing the lawn with the bag? Yeah, bag on. Yeah. Bag on. Bag on. See, I never, but I never do bag on. If you do bag on, it's a lot of work with the bag on there, Bert Ram. You don't mow, period. You live in an apartment in Chicago. You're not, you're not, what do you mow? I, hold on a second. I lived in Kansas City, 4019 West 62nd Terrace, my $850 rental house, which uh, I always thought that somebody was going to break in and kill me, but that never happened. I Thank you. I'm still here today. And I would get out in the back and I'd move those twigs off. I'd get, I'd, I'd make a nice clear path and I would mow that thing up, Vertoram. I, okay. I maintain that lawn. I, got, I went deep. Good. Good. It's about, it's about time you step up. But my, my point is, Yes, I bag on. I mean, bag off. You're just mulching leaves. It's a disaster. You'll you'll it basically turns right. your, your yard into a color painting. But uh, no, bag on. Uh, it takes me about an hour to mow my lawn. By the way, to get an idea of what the size of the lawn is. It's not it's not huge. It's not small. It's a third of an acre. But I, I I mean, I really think here, like you got to do that. If you just throw the bag on, even just for you know three or four times, you mow the lawn. That is always the way to go. I cannot believe people sit there and rake their lawns. What are you doing? <laughs> I've never heard anybody say this. For the record, you're I'm the like, first person that is out there <laughs> raking the lawn. I, when I see my neighbors do it, I want to just give them my my mower. But here, here, from me to you, take four hours back in your life. Don't worry about the wind anymore. Just run over the damn leaves. Yeah, the bag's gonna fill up. Who cares? You got damn lawn pickup on Monday. Throw it, throw it in a in a lawn bag and move on. I'll just say this. There's nothing that I enjoy the smell of more than a nice, fresh cut blade of Agreed. full lawn grass. It's just such a nice moment in time. And you've got such a great accomplishment. If you're doing it in the summer, you go full old school, get the shirt off, go full farmer action, love a good mow. Uh, and I am talking about outdoors with a, with a, walker and not sitting in it too i don't those those who sit and ride around you just you're you're not you're faking it that's not real life right there if, if your lawn if your lawn is not let's let's I'll, I'll throw this cut off on here okay if it takes you longer than 90 minutes to mow your lawn i don't mind you having a ride on if you are the person in the neighborhood who has a postage stamp for a lawn and the only way you can mow the lawn on your on your freaking cub cadet is to sit there and basically do circles because if you dro if you drove straight for three seconds you'd hit the house you'd hit the road and by the way yes there is somebody that like that in my neighborhood and every time I see that person I want to scream at them look 
get off of your ass and mow the lawn like a person, okay? Push the damn thing, burn a couple hundred calories and be happier. Be happier because you've done something. You didn't sit on a damn ride-on for 20 minutes to mow your lawn, you lazy SOB. I did scream at two people who were paddle boating on the Chicago River the other day. Not paddle boating. What, what do you call when they're on a board and they've got a, a paddle? What's that uh, yes, called? Yes, that is paddle boarding, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, anyway, I, I'm like, in the Chicago River? What happens if you fall in? I mean, the, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of your toilet. Why would you ever do that on there? I don't understand why people even kayak down there. Tell you what, you don't see that on the Hudson River. Okay? <laughs> you fall in the Hudson River, you disintegrate on contact. <laughs> you, you don't see that. Do you guys see that? Do you see that bag of Fritos over there and a Pepsi bottle? And I mean, I don't. I couldn't. I, I was screaming. I'm, I, but they uh, they never looked up, and uh, I was on the bridge, which I thought they could hear me. Maybe they did. They I wasn't acknowledged. Hey, Verram, good to be with you, my friend. Enjoy week four. You as well, sir. Thank you for listening to Stack in the Box. We'll see you Sunday night. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations.